You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, episode 231, Feng Shui Chi Forecast for July 2023. Welcome to episode 231 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special free workshops and opportunities that are only available to our newsletter subscribers. You can go to the show notes and opt in there, or you can visit mindfuldesignschool.com and check out what we have. So... We're doing our monthly chief forecast. I was just telling Laura how over the years doing this podcast, we've had like different people offer like an astrology forecast and Laura and I were so like kind of resistant to doing it ourselves. And then we just decided we would, and we're getting a lot of feedback that our chief forecasts are one of the most popular episodes that we offer. So we're really glad that it's working out and you're enjoying it. And, it, and we also really enjoy it too. So if you like it, be sure to leave a review or say something because all that stuff actually really helps, mm. helps support us. Like we do this to support our business and we also offer the podcast to give something free to the general public and offer some free, like lots of freebies. And it also markets our business. But if you ever want to offer some chi back to us for balance, we would love it if you could put a review up or share the podcast, you know, your little energetic efforts really help and support us. And when we feel it right, Laura. Yes, I agree. I wonder yeah. if this will tie into July. Not with my reading, but good uh, try. Oh, well, like, no. I mean, not with what I pulled. It's interesting though, what I pulled. So, okay. Be, we'll see how yeah. it goes. Okay. So this month, Laura is going to offer her tarot card reading. So uh, before, yeah. but Laura will Laura, but first Laura yep. with... I set the scene. We get into the key dates, the solar term and the moon cycle. And this month we have the solar terms, two solar terms. The first one, July 7th is slight or minor heat. And we're, you know, we're getting into July here, it's coming. It's here. So we all know what that means in the Northern hemisphere. It means hot weather. And we just passed through the, the summer solstice. So when you tip into the beginning, we had the beginning of summer, then it moved in the summer solstice. And now we're getting to, with this solar term, not quite because it's the next one, to the peak. And so this is the real scorching heat of summer that's beginning. Thunderstorms, big thunderstorms, hot, humid in many climates. And then July 22nd is the second solar term of the month. And that is great heat. So this is for all of us, the height of summer, really. I mean, it's the scorcher. It's, you know, when the energy is at its peak of yang. And it is the 12th of 24 solar terms in the traditional Chinese calendar and the solar calendar, which means it's mid, it's the midway point of the solar terms. So it's summertime, people. It's coming and it's going to peak around July from the solar term perspective. It peaks July 22nd. We also have a full moon this month as July 3rd is the buck moon. And it is also referred to as thunder moon. And the buck moon has to do with deer, 
male deers, the buck, the antlers, they get to their full grown at this point in the year. And then this is when they shed them and then they grow back even bigger the following year. So it is big summer, big fire chi. And we'll talk a little bit about the energy of the month, the chi of the month a little bit more. But before, Angie, what's going on Chinese zodiac wise this month? So July is related to the zodiac animal of the ram. So that would mean that if you were born in the year of the horse or the year of the rabbit and the pig, July is typically a month that is supportive of you because horse has one of the best relationships. It's a BFF of the ram. And the ram is also in harmony with rabbit and pig. So if you're born in the year of the horse, rabbit or pig, July is typically a supportive month for you. And similar to June, the rat and the ox have a challenging relationship to both the horse and the ram. So those born in rat and ox, typically in June and July, you need to like take care of yourself. That just means take things extra slow, practice more self-care and do things that support you. So like Laura is born in the year of the rat. So I think Mm -hmm. in June and July, have you noticed that that's something that you need to kind of take care of yourself to not get burnt out? Yeah, a little bit. And it's really interesting because the reading that I did has a lot to do with that, like the Mm -hmm. finding balance. I like summertime, like a lot of people, but a lot of that fire chi is sometimes tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because your elemental connection is to water element. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the chi of July. So the chi of July, so with all of that coming together, what I always say this, you know, when I do these is what is happening where you are in your climate? If you are in the Southern hemisphere, it's going to be very different for you guys. Obviously you're experiencing the winter, but here for us in the Northern hemisphere, those listeners that have similar summertime or maybe you have really, really dry or really, really humid. It's it's different, you know, even within that Northern Hemisphere, there's quite a range. And so I like to think about what happens where I am, and I'm in rural-ish, agricultural, I would say, agrarian part of Canada, northeast of Toronto. And there's a lot of rural energy around. So it's pretty natural. And and actually, it's it's really interesting. And I didn't know this until I talk, started talking about friends that live where I live. Fireflies come out around the beginning of July. And that's like my favorite. They're so magical. And they're just the most amazing things. And I can walk into my backyard. And it is like I don't even know how many are. It's like it's like sparkle. It's like twinkle lights have been strung all the way across the backyard. But then I'm in town. I'm in town in 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 a country in a small town. I go talk to other people and they don't have any and they're only a few kilometers away. Sorry, a few miles away. So we started, you know, I started actually looking at fire thinking about fireflies and so now I'm actually nurturing how you like bring them into your yard. I did not know. They take quite a long time to gestate and to kind of come to so that when they sparkle and it's like you have to have like a composting and not to like rake up too many of your leaves and to have like, you know, bush certain, you know, different little things. So I've been working on that and cultivating it. Anyway, all that to say that it's my favorite. And 
it is also hot and sunny and humid because we are experiencing the peak of fire chi, right? And so when we think about that in a feng shui perspective, you could think about it as that peak of everything is visible. Things are coming to light. Things are being lit like little fireflies, but a whole bunch of fireflies are lit up and they're, um, cause like fireflies would be like little baby yin fire chi, but this is peak summer, big, big fire yang, you know, summer. And we were just saying this. So, you know, don't burn yourself out. It is hot. And especially if you're somebody that's a little bit more watery or, you know, metal, you know, it might be a little bit more, it might be a little tougher for you a little bit, but this kind of brings me into the tarot reading that I did because it kind of comes full circle a little bit. So as you guys have been listening to this for a little while know, we alternate, we toggle back and forth. One month, Angie does an I Ching reading and one month I do a tarot card reading. So it's my turn this month. And I usually ask the question, you know, what do Holistic Spaces podcast listener need to know to navigate the energy of July? But today I was very, I said, I don't, it just came to me when I was working with the, had the deck out. How can we find peace and balance and be okay with what comes up this month? And that is what I said. And I pull two cards, right? So I pull a major arcana to give you the overall theme. And then I pull a minor arcana that kind of gives you the action that requires to connect with it. And so when I pulled the major arcana card, I pulled temperance, which is symbolically balance, all about balance. It's also a fire card. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the card, what it looks like is it has a a they, them, because it is weight actually described it, neither female nor male, sort of angelic feature, although there's some debate on whether or not it's a goddess or, you know, or some other kind of being, but angelic looking, standing with one foot in a water and one foot on land and pouring, having two cups, pouring water from one cup into another and very calm, face on the, uh, on the, they, them, on this angelic type figure. And this one foot in the water and one foot on the ground is about balance. It's about finding balance between both sides of yourself. So, you know, I asked the question how to find peace and balance, and it's almost like this card validated it and says, yes, you do need to find, you do need to focus on finding balance because stuff will come up this month. And I know personally, I think a lot of it too is um, a lot of my own personal stuff is coming through. It's, you know, it's, it's because I'm a holistic podcast community person. So, you know, I'm also plugging my own chi into these readings. And so the water part is, you know, that finding that balance is with the foot in the water is the water is the intuitive yin side. The earth being on the ground is the material or yang side. So earth is the material and water is the intuitive emotional part a lot of emotion as well. And so in order to seek peace and balance, when you encounter some difficulty or something that comes up this month, that you need to try to seek calm and equanimity by diluting your own emotion by balancing things out. So the fact that the angelic figure is pouring water from one cup into another is like they're tempering something. So sometimes some believe it was water to wine or whatever, but whatever it is, one liquid is going into the cup into another liquid and therefore diluting it, tempering it and balancing it out. So it's about finding this internal balance 
being, yes, you're going to get emotional. Okay. And that's the water. And you're going to be like, oh, I feel this. And I know this to be true because I feel it. But this card challenges you to step back and to also put your foot on the ground and say, wait, what's actually coming up for me and be practical about it. So temperance has a lot to do with after an upheaval, what do you need to do to find balance? And so this was really speaking to me. This is a lot of, you know, what's, you know, there's a lot, not a lot of stuff, you know, but things come up. And so when these upheavals come, how do you seek balance and come back to it and be comfortable with what comes up? And so then you pull the second card and the second card I then asked before I pulled that second card from the major arcana, because I split the deck, right, into major and minor. So from the minor arcana, sorry, from the, when I pulled it from the minor arcana for the, the action, and what I said is, okay, how will we get there into the prior question? So it's like part B of the question. And I pulled the Eight of Cups which is a very interesting card. It is, it has a figure, it has the cups in the foreground and all standing and stacked. So that's good. It's, there's some, you know, it's, they're not tipped over everywhere, but they're standing up. There's one missing in the way that it's set up. It looks like there's one missing, which is interesting. And when you look through that gap of the one missing, it's a person walking up through into the mountains, into the distance, up through a pathway. And there is a moon in eclipse. Okay. So it's a very watery card. So the temperance was a fire card. This is a water card. There's a lot of emotion in it. So it's an emotional situation probably. So you have to walk. The eight of cups tells you essentially walk away from what is not working. There's something missing, that missing cup. And when you look at the card through that missing gap is that person and that, that seeking that journey, that journey of self-discovery. So you need to do some thinking, some pondering and you need to realize that it's time to move on and wake up. And you need to think about what do you need to walk away from. And so if you circle back to the reference to temperance, what do you need to let go of in order to find balance? Are you being too emotional? Instead of tapping into that emotional part of water, maybe instead tap into the intuitive and inner wisdom seeking part of water. So the eight of cups also has that eclipse of the moon and that eclipse of the moon is the symbolic of what you're not seeing, right? Something is being obscured, right? And, and so what can you do to sort of tap into your yin side to see what you're not seeing? So overall, the two cards are connected. One is fire, one is water, which I is really interesting, but the fire card still has a lot of water in it. It's a lot of tempering all that emotion. And so when a situation comes up, how do you seek calm and equanimity about it? You find balance by staying grounded, by putting one foot on the ground, and then maybe also shifting that perspective of that raw emotion into something that's a little bit more inner wisdom. Like if you're going to go, you know, seek it on a deeper level and intuitive and tap into that instead. So that is what I pulled, and then we can talk a little bit overall, Angie and I, we do this where I'll say a little bit, and then we kind of go back and forth on this. But I would say, Angie, just to take it a bit further, we can work with this energy because it's the fire and water card. We're in a fire time right now. And 
it's about finding balance, which we always say, because, you know, that's what feng shui is about. It's, it's about finding harmony and balance. It's not about, oh, fire is really good because I'll be seen. So I should pile a whole bunch of fire on and fire, fire, fire. And that's not what feng shui is about. It's all about trying to keep things as balanced as possible, as harmonious as possible. And so because the season is so fiery, maybe you need to temper that temperance. You need to bring in some temper. You need to pour some water on it, right? Dilute it. But maybe you don't because maybe you're one of these people that's so watery or cold or you just so need this. You really need that. And so it actually almost brings you back up to balance, you know, like if you were, you know, if you were, if you were looking at like in, in terms of like, like, I don't know, a variable, like, you know, you still, it brings you up to where you should be anyway. It's similar to our chi reading last month, actually, where it was, again, this balance of water and fire. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that listeners are getting this two months in a row. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to be said about that because I see like a tendency with people in general believing that if they put their emotions out there and they put their hearts on their sleeve, like, and the heart is fire, right? Mm -hmm. That somehow that's healing for them. And sometimes it isn't that way. Maybe there's a suggestion here for the listeners to kind of reconsider, like, what does that mean to share my emotions? And is that appropriate is it actually really healing me or is it is it exacerbating it is it is it just in a sense like re-emphasizing re-experiencing mm -hmm. the trauma and over highlighting the difficulty instead of looking to actually really heal it and and take responsibility for it so i think there's a lot of um a lot of that happening sometimes and sometimes just for instance sharing something really personal on something very public like social media mm -hmm. doesn't often really result in growth, if I'm going to be honest, mm -hmm. I think, or healing for someone. But it just re it, it just kind of like reemphasizes it and it makes it bigger. Yeah. It, if that's all you are doing, if that is the way, because so for when you talk about emotions, when you talk about fire and water, they are opposing elements. But we don't want you guys to get, you know, we like we said this before, like, don't, you know, get too tied up on that. But they are opposing. And, and when you talk about emotions, fire, as Angie said, it's like your heart is on your sleeve. And when fire is out of balance, personal chi-wise, there's inappropriate displays of emotion, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So you aren't reacting the right way to situations. And it's interesting because if you think about fire in the traditional Chinese medicine sense, the emotion attached to it is joy, right? That sounds fantastic, doesn't it? But you can joy, 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 joy. Like it's like you live out loud, like all the time. And it's like too much, too much. And so there's a lot of like, and then there's, you always want things to be joyful or, or you're just seeking this always kind of opening and seeking validation and love and all these. So that's when it becomes a little out of balance. And then the other side of that coin is water is emotional as well, but it's really cautious and hidden and dark and it can get a little like fearful and, and quiet and 
kind of in really in 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 inner right and not showing anything which is not healthy either but when both elements are balanced and you're feeling comfortable you're able to like you know be emotional or be cautious when you need to. So it's sort of interesting. So if you find that you're one person that does have their heart on the sleeve and you are like this fire energy that you're like living in right now, try to sort of feel a little bit, if you were a watery about this, you might be a little bit more cautious, you know, maybe just dial it down a little bit and see how that feels for you well, and vice versa. Right. So it's kind of like, if we talk about the fireflies that you touched on earlier, which I love fireflies, they don't, actually have them in California. So I didn't grow up with them. I first saw them when I was in Italy. Mm, cool. And I think that it's like a firefly is very yin fire and it's very small. Like you said, the little Christmas lights and they are very watery in the sense they move around and they show up at night and they bring a lot of delight. So you could be mm -hmm. like a firefly that is mm -hmm. very delicate and very offering a lot of delight to people or you could be like the blazing sun at high noon where everyone just like wants you to kind of go away. So that's kind of like that extreme of becoming overly emotional, making it all about you, 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 and and literally like burning everyone out mm -hmm. and positioning yourself like a Leo in the sense or the sun where you feel that everything revolves around you. Mm-hmm. So how can you kind of take that approach where you can be like a delightful, small firefly that um, rejoices and, and, and shows a lot of um, joy within the darkness at mm -hmm. night and brings delight versus um, being overbearing and, um, and way too much. And, and again, like feeling like you, everything needs to revolve around you and it's me, me, me. That you are the sun. <laughs> The yeah. soul, you are the center of the universe, literally. Yeah. Like a Leo, right? <laughs> like, like, a Leo. like the like the like the stereotype of a Leo. Mm -hmm. This also reminds me of something that I've been talking about a little bit on my platform is that I did some podcast interviews and one was with Laura Chung, and she she was talking about how she recently got a cease and desist. Did we talk about this last month? Mm -mm. No. Oh, okay a cease and desist. And she, and I, I guess I immediately asked her like, oh, like what's happening in, in your fame area of your office mm -hmm. and your desk. And she had lots of plants mm -hmm. in her fame area and lots of candles in the fame area mm -hmm. of her office area. And that's kind of also in a sense, a little bit of a misconception that people think, oh, more, more, more is better. Right. Mm -hmm divulging more of your inner child work to the world is mm -hmm. very important and making it all about me is very important and being very fiery is very important and adding a lot of plants, more plants, more plants, more candles, more candles, more fire, more mm -hmm. fire. I want to be seen, but then that can backfire. Like for instance, you can receive too much visibility and then mm -hmm. that happens or like something that happened to me recently is like I, I finally got hit with one of those scammer imposters on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And not that I have that much visibility, but it's just those scammers kind of succeed by making themselves very visible. They start directly contacting people, talking to people, creating a lot of visibility. So there's a lot to think about there that sometimes like someone will think, oh, like more is better, but more isn't always better, especially from the Eastern perspective. Like for instance, Qigong, you're not actually supposed to do like a whole bunch of 
exercises of Qigong, the instruction is actually to only do what is required mm-hmm. and not to do too much, right? Because you used mm-hmm. to practice Qigong, right? And mm-hmm. yep. you're like, no, you don't, you don't put up, don't put major effort into it and don't do it 20 times. We should only mm-hmm. do it like five times. Mm-hmm. Less is more. Less is more. Yeah. More is not more. Less is more. More is not more. Yeah. Should we tie this into? Yeah. But we can do from feng shui. Yeah. Okay. So the feng shui you can do to support yourself with having talked about all this stuff that we talked about. I always like to say, start looking at fire and water together as being helpful rather than clashing and bad. If you Google and you're doing feng shui 101 and you're doing it and someone says, oh, oh my God, you have this in your fire, blah, blah. Step away from that, that there's there's more to it than that. And sometimes it depends. Like Angie just said, sometimes, you know, putting more fire and more fire is not what you need. So that's right. a little bit of thinking that you need to go through. And don't be afraid to bring in some water in a, in a fiery situation to just to balance and to cool yourself down. Yeah. Like a lot of our students say, well, what about having the sink and the stove in the kitchen? It's like, well, you do need a sink and a stove mm-hmm. in a kitchen. That's what a kitchen is. And actually, when you add fire to water, or you add fire to, you you bring fire and water together, they create steam, there can be Mm -hmm. a lot of amazing transformation and chemistry. And you need both of those things. We need the sunlight to thrive, and we need water to be hydrated. So we, we challenge our students when we work with them to see beyond those hard and fast rules that people have just kind of plopped onto the internet. Mm hmm. Okay, so some of the ways you could tone down fire would be to tone down your plants. No, uh, trim trim your plants back, you know, take care of your plants, maybe uh, prune them, maybe give some away, maybe spread some around your home if they're kind of all like in that area of the fame area, start spreading them out. And, you know, plants feed fire, which is why we're saying this. And so, you know, if you have them in a particular fiery area, that can be a, a very simple one to do. Or maybe your plants are overgrown because what happens in the Mm -hmm. summer is, you know, if you go out to your garden, you see that everything is lush and everything is overgrown. And then Mm -hmm. like starting the fall, they start to fall down because Mm -hmm. of their weight, right? But things Mm -hmm. become very wild, which is great. But if you're listening to this, the invitation is like, maybe take a look at some areas in your life or your garden or your home where there does need some pruning. And then how does that translate to your life as well? Where do you need to trim and prune back some of your own emotions if we go back to Laura's reading? And then you don't have to do what my dad does and like chop it down so there's nothing <laughs> left. Yeah, uh, this, don't forget this is temperance. Don't forget yes. about the balance. <laughs> yeah, there's this one tree that like every time I come to visit my dad, we're like, they, he's he's gone crazy again with pruning <laughs> It's like, there's like nothing left, but then it always grows back. Right. But you can also give away cuttings. I actually just recently, I just did that last weekend. So I went to a um, friend's birthday party and I noticed that he had a plant that I had some plants that I had originally given them cuttings of the plant. And then they have like amazing light in their apartment. So there the plants like were so robust. So I actually don't have any more of that one. One of the plants I gave them a cutting of. So I took some cuttings back Mm. uh, or they gave me some cuttings and then I gave them some more cuttings. So sharing, um, 
trimming and pruning away things that are a little bit out of control in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then a few other easy, simple things to do, drink lots of water, you know? Yeah, drink lots Um, of water, maybe use water to clean more of parts of your home. mm -hmm. Yeah, just... Yeah. Try and experience water. We talked about that last month too, is just see, see if you can, if, you know, remember to drink water. I mean, I have to remind myself every day, I swear. Yeah. Um, Listen listen to our podcast from June too. Yeah. We talked a lot about how to integrate the water. A couple other quick things, too many electronics and devices, because those electronics, they represent the fire element. Yes. They're very fiery. So mm-hmm. I know I can always benefit from having less time with my devices and less time mm-hmm. on the computer. And something that's come up for me recently, just intuitively, I was like, you know, I think I need to also balance that EMF, like energy from the, mm-hmm. from all the devices with some black crystals, which mm-hmm. also bring in the water element. So mm-hmm. I've recently just put on like those Shanghai little mm-hmm. Thing, yeah, uh, I have a lot of that yeah. on my devices. Mm-hmm. And black is also the color of water. So you can, if you if you like crystals, you can bring in some shungite or black tourmaline. <clears throat> I recently just ordered some new large crystals. So I'll share them on my feed. Yeah, cool. So that's um that's, that's this July. month's. Yeah, July. Cooling uh, down the fire, cooling down down that imbalance Mm -hmm. of emotions and offering temperance. Exactly. Great. Thank you, Laura, for offering your reading this month. You're welcome. And thank you, listeners, for listening to another episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you like our podcast in this episode, please share it with others. Subscribe, leave a review. You can always support us by visiting our website, signing up for our mailing list. Go to mindfuldesignschool.com or you can tap through in the show notes. Leaving things like reviews are so helpful. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and function on an even deeper level, you can visit holisticspaces.com or mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.